The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Elizabeth Larkin. I'm the editor of Small Biz Ahead, the website, smallbizahead.com. And I'm here with Gene Marks, who is a small business expert and a small business owner himself. And a writer on Small Biz Ahead. And a writer I mean, Every on week small I'm contributing. You know, I send you my, my content every single week. Yeah. And are you keeping to a weekly schedule, getting my stuff out there? Seems Absolutely. Like, yeah, okay. Right, we'll <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> uh, I think we have about eight of your articles in, in, the, in the queue right now yeah. being edited. Well, you never know sometimes I write something and people, you know, we might never have another set of eyeballs read this first before we publish it. <laughs> we have a whole set. Like we have a whole editing process. So anything you read on Small Biz Ahead, we have a wonderful editor named Daphne, mm-hmm. who is also a listener. Hi, Daphne. She edits everything. I edit everything. Right. Um, so it goes through like yeah, a, a it goes through like a process. whole process, and then our um, we have outside teams that look at it. So it's when you're reading something on um, Small Biz Ed, we really want you to read it. Mm. We really researched it. A um, little bit then, of advice for you if you're listening to this show and you're thinking of blogging on your own um, or blogging for another site. But even if you want to have your own blog. You know, even at the Hartford, right, when, when somebody writes something, like I write, I've been writing for years. I mean, I'm, I'm a fairly decent writer, but it still gets a couple set of eyeballs to look oh, at definitely. it. My biggest advice, if you're going to be blogging on your own, is um, write whatever you want to write. That's great. But um, have somebody else look at it before yeah, you post definitely. it. Absolutely. I mean, everybody does it. You yeah. learn the hard way. That second set of eyeballs is yeah huge. So, um, take that, take that as advice. So. And some of your articles could be considered uh, rants. Yeah, they basically. could be rants. <laughs> they could be controversial. They could be not, you yeah. know, uninteresting. It just depends. Yeah. So and you just you know. want to make sure your grammar's yep. tight, your punctuation spelling, you don't have any typos. Like yep. you just want to put your best foot forward. Yep. So today's episode is about marketing a very small business. When you're first starting out, it's about marketing a bike shop. Right. And we will be back with our question after we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. We're back. And today's question, it's another anonymous question, unfortunately. But it's about but a bike shop. It's about a bike shop. Do you ride? So. Do you, you never talk about riding a bike. Do you ever yeah, ride bikes? Bike. Do you? Yeah. Um, but I live in a city, so mm. I have to like travel outside the city to actually ride my bike. Biking about- is biking is excellent. It's great exercise. There's a company in New Zealand uh, I was also going to report on that um, uh, are now offering their employees an extra ten dollars uh, a week in their paycheck um, if they bike to work. Oh, nice. Yeah, trying to encourage them for exercise and for the environment and all that kind of stuff. I know a guy who bikes like 20 miles to work wow. every day. The issue with biking to work is then what happens when you get to work and you're all smelly and gross and sweaty and like feel bad for the cubic. I'm like, what do you, you know, do you have showers at work to like, I don't know. It just seems like a... Um, a lot right? of people bike to the Hartford. I don't do they. Are they all yeah. sweaty and gross? I knew I smelled no, something. I feel like most, <laughs> when I walked into the lobby. Ugh. I think most people. So I walk to work in the okay. spring and the fall. All right. 
I just don't think you can do that when it's like 100 degrees out. I get us. People do. People do. So. We also, I mean, some offices have gyms, but anyway. Right. So here's our question. I plan to start a small business as a bike shop owner and manager. Right. I published a website, posted on my local classifieds and printed flyers. Good. Is there anything else I can do to grow my business outside of my social circle? Gene, I know you're going to have a lot of advice for this person. The first thing I want to mention is to start a meetup group. I love that idea. I know you love meetups. I do love meetups. That's a great idea. Um, it's funny if 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 you, you know, if you're listening to this, you've never been to meetup.com. Um, it is a great, great place that you can go. First of all, to talk, there's meetup groups. I bet you wherever you live, there's thousands of meetup groups. So people just, they, 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 you know, you can set up your meeting for free and you, you know, people can join it. And it's a great way to meet people about a topic that you like. It could be a meetup group about coffee or it could be a meetup group about books or a meetup group about your know, gardening, whatever. Um, biking is, is a great way. See, biking is... Um, I never want to have a bike business because I'm not that into it. But yeah, you have to be really, you got to be really it. into it. And it, but it is a great hobby slash business. It's a great business to have if you're really into biking because you can really build. Talk about building a community, you know. Definitely. And, because people get really passionate about their biking. So um, for this, you know, for this listener who, who asked this question about building up a bike business, that, you know, a meetup group is a, a great ex ex suggestion because you can say, listen, we're going to have a weekly meetup or a monthly meetup group. Learn to ride. Learn to ride or some kind of ride, maybe something special. Meetup for just for kids, you know, yep. if you want to go after that niche or uh, for senior citizens, yep. if you want to go after that niche. Um, at the same place, we're going to take a nice ride around or whatever. Maybe it's a tour. Um, you could have, you know, invite, you know, maybe like local experts as you're biking around to give like historical comments on what people are seeing. You can get pretty creative with something like that. It's like a biking group. People have biking clubs and groups all in your area. So, you know, if you're if I was starting up a bike store, I'd be the first thing I'd be doing besides my own meetup group is I would be going to full time to like all other biking meetup groups that are in the area. I'd be attending them. Yeah. Um, I'd be offering to, um, you know, I'd be looking for bikers that are there, letting them know who I am, that I have this bike store, handing out business cards, maybe offering like a free something if Tune you come up. into the store. Yeah. You know, whatever. I would be making myself really, really well known within the biking community. I just think that that's a, a community that's I'm sure is very much word of mouth. And um, you start making some friends and they start telling friends and that's how you get a business like that going. Definitely. And if you're starting up a local bike shop, you're probably already a part of that. You're community. probably into it. Yeah. So it didn't come it out of nowhere. Difficult. But Gene, you had some really good suggestions for this, starting with a back to school campaign. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's different sort of campaigns you can do pretty um, inexpensively. You pick like uh, an event. I use the example back to school. So, yeah, a lot of kids ride their bikes to school. You know, that's where a lot of teachers ride their bikes to school. So you could have a special campaign saying, hey, you know, 10% off all bikes. It's our back to school campaign. You can do the same thing before Memorial Day, before the yep. summer starts hitting and saying, summer, you know, summer fun, fun. You, yeah. know, you know, get on your bike, 10%, whatever. So it's a real, because it's so such an outdoorsy thing and it's an exercise kind of thing. You can, um, you can really develop sort of campaigns around that. Instagram is an interesting thing. It's relatively inexpensive to um, you know, to advertise on Instagram. And, you know, Instagram is such a visual kind of thing. You know, you could really put together some interesting sponsored posts on Instagram because, again, 
you have a huge audience, a billion people on Instagram yep. and, and they're, and they're young people, you know, that ride bikes and, um, simple photos of bikes in a sponsor post that look really cool yeah. or very short videos of you on your bike in certain places or featuring some of your happy customers riding their bikes around. I, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram all the time. And if I saw like a little sponsored post of like, I don't know, somebody with their bike in front of the Eiffel tower or somebody yeah. with their bike in front of some cool place, I'd pay, I'd notice that. What I love too, is when you're riding a bike. So I travel a lot and whenever I travel to a new place, I always do a bike tour because yeah. I just think it's such a great, I, such a great a idea. Yeah. And with a simple GoPro, you could just put a little GoPro on your helmet and make a video of your town or your city or wherever you have this bike shop. Right. And you could have a whole campaign around like see your own town or your city in a new, from a new vantage point. I love that. And I think that comes across so that's so great for social media. So I love that stuff as well. The other thing with biking is that because there's different levels of bikers. Some people like me will bike a a few times a year. Yeah. And then other people like my brother-in-law bikes like four times a week and, you yeah. know, bikes for 30, 40 miles. It's a great um, niche to become um, a thought leader as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, look how easy, uh, you know, we're doing this, you know, this, this podcast about small business, but why not have like your own, you know, your own podcast and they're, they're very inexpensive tools to do your own podcast where maybe every week or once a month you do something about biking. And yeah. it's nothing all, you know, bike repairs and scenic bike tours and talk to bike experts. And then, you know, you can, in addition to the podcast, you can write about biking you on your site. You can do an ebook. Do an ebook. So like a guide to biking or like a repair guide to biking, which I think people would be very interested in. So whenever you bring in new bikes, I mean, manufacturers give you like sort of like repair guides and things like that for bikes, but they're written. No in, one reads them. Nobody reads them. It's written in corporate ease. It's tough to understand. So there's, there's definitely a niche out there for somebody to take, um, put it into English in a fun way. Here's how to maintain your bike. You know what I mean? From, from this bike store and you put your branding all over it. So there's a, there's a lot of ways as a bike store owner, I think you could be passionate, have a great time. And I wish I was more into bikes because I think it sounds really yeah. fun. Now, I'm going to put this out there for the listeners. We've done this in the past. But if you're listening to this episode and you think, I don't own a bike store, but I have a similar business. Right. At the bottom of the show notes, there's a place you can leave comments. Le tell us what your business is. And Gene and I will go in there and we'll give you some ideas. Yeah. I, just like we did with the bike store. Um, I don't really care what if you're running a coffee shop or you're selling, you know, shoes. Um, go on, tell us what business you have, and I guarantee you will walk away with five marketing ideas for your business. And cheap. I mean, everything. Absolutely. Maybe not buying a GoPro is cheap, but pretty much all the other. Um, GoPros are pretty cheap. How much is a GoPro? Yeah, Ninety nine bucks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah they probably okay. are. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think like having groups, having different types of like maintenance classes, teaching people mm. about their bikes, mm. that's really the way to go. Right. And definitely, if you run a similar business or you want more ideas for a bike shop. Comment at the bottom of the show notes and Gene and I will get in there ASAP and give you some ideas because we could just do this all day long. Love this stuff. <laughs> and I love putting myself in the in the shoes of other business owners and say, how would I market that business or yeah. how would I grow it? Bike shop owner is cool. I know, I know I'm going on about it, but it's just a um, it's a that's a really fun business to be it in. It is. By the way, uh, just so you know, Mr. or Mr. Ms. Bike shop owner, owner. Um, uh, you know, I, I will tell you this much. You'll make a living at it. You're not going to make a great living at at owning and operating a bike shop unless you really expand it. If you have a few bike shops, 
and you can get a little economies of scale, then you can make some money. Or if you create, you know, a place where, I don't know, you're selling a lot of parts or doing stuff online um, that you can add to. I mean, just, I think just selling and repairing bikes, you'll, you'll eke out a living doing that. Nothing wrong with that. That's just, I'm just telling you, um, if you really want to make more money, you've got to think of all, you know, sort of other indirect businesses connecting to the biking industry that you can do. And I remember one guy I talked to in Denver, he owns um, two bike shops and he was doing pretty good with those two. But then he started up an online, like an e-commerce site um, where he was selling a bunch of bike um, novelty things, all things related to bikes. Yeah. Um, and he was selling, and he was making money. All- so he had different sources of revenue coming yep. in and he was doing great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So just, just want you to know if it's, you're just going to have like an individual standalone bike store where you're, you know, selling and maybe you know, doing repairs. Um, it's a good living. It's, it's a living, yeah. but you know, but at this point put what a couple thousand dollars aside to start doing some marketing Absolutely. posting events and then, and just get started. And your and, name will get out there and in that community. And then a year from now, right back, tell us how it's going. And, and we'll tell you how to spend more of your money. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back with Jean's word of brilliance. Are you looking for a great idea to start a new business? Well, Small Biz Ahead has 99 of them for you. Our new ebook, 99 New Small Business Ideas, is the first place you should look if you're interested in starting your business. You'll learn about everything from business service industries that could lead to lucrative freelance work, emerging industries such as solar panel installation and professional blogging, and even tech industries that could turn into the next big thing. Head on over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. We're back with Gene's word of brilliance. He seems there's a gleam in his eye about this. I got a good one. This one is called bonus. Okay. United airlines was in the news recently. Um, the CEO of United introduced a new bonus program. The bonus program before United is, uh, was sort of tied to your own sort of personal goals that you hit. And I'm not quite sure what the bonus program is here at the Hartford, but a lot of us as business owners, goals, right? Like individual goals or whatever. A lot of people struggle. Do we give bonuses based on individual goals? Do we go meeting, meeting corporate goals? You know, like what, what is, what, what's the best way to do this with bonuses? So United, you you can have it both ways. You could tie it to corporate goals and Right. Personal so goal. here's what United did. Um, they they said, listen, we're going to um, have a um, a bonus program now. The average bonus was about 300 bucks a person a quarter is how it was given up. Now what they decided to do was uh, we're going to take that away. And instead, if you meet, you know, a certain number of your personal goals and the corp company meets its company goals, your name is going to be thrown into a lottery. And if you get picked in the lottery, you could win anywhere between two and $40,000 as a bonus, or a Mercedes vehicle, or a vacation package, or- What is this, Wheel of Fortune? Or a grand prize of $100,000. All of that given out per quarter to the lucky employees that meet the requirements of the bonus, and then also get picked as part of this lottery, right? Now, if you don't get picked as part of the lottery, you get nothing at all. What do you think of that plan? I think it's crazy. Okay, so apparently you're not alone. There was an uproar from United's employees, and within 48 hours of them announcing this bonus plan, they completely stepped back on the entire plan and went back to their original because plan. What if you just like never get your name picked for you? What if you work at United for like 20 years? Yep. And you never get I mean, that's 
that's mathematically possible. That That is. And although there's the enticement of getting, wow, I got a new Mercedes Benz. I mean, you could go for years without getting any bonus at all. And the the union representatives of the largest union at United Airlines said that um, we would prefer, uh, our employees would prefer to get a consistent bonus. Yeah, one that they course. can count on People- than to take a bet that they're going to yeah, get something big. People right? want to be able to do their own financial planning. Correct. Like and I don't want to car. Like, right. come on, like, right. just give me my bonus. Well, the CEO thought, look, it would, it would add some spice to it. It would, it would shake things up and be, get people excited. With their they just want to get paid. That's exactly They want right. spice with lunch. They right. don't want spice with their bonuses. <laughs> look at you, Elizabeth. Well, they want spice with lunch. So it, <laughs> clearly um, yeah, they're in. So again, um, so United pulled back on that bonus plan. I guess the takeaway is this, um, you know, we all are looking for the right mix of what kind of bonuses there are to give out to our employees. Right. I give a yearly bonus. I do tie it to objectives, but I have to tell you something. I'm pretty bad because I'm not going to not give a bonus to somebody. And I don't, you know, I I mean, your employees are not listening. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, they're going to get, they're going to get their bonus and that's, and that's fine. Um, But as you get bigger, uh, we should all be giving bonuses to our employees. I think people expect it. They, they enjoy it. It's a good thing to do. Once you start doing it though, to monkey with a bonus program, you are really playing with fire. If anything, United would have been better off doing the math, my opinion, and maybe just increasing the quarterly bonuses yeah. a little bit or coming up with at least a different formula with goals, how to That's earn so it. Stupid. Rather than basically, you know, putting you into a lottery. So I give the guy credit for you know trying to innovate and whatever, but I think you I think you should have done a little bit more um this is United CEO, you should have done a little bit more due diligence and research before Definitely. announcing that to the world. Like talk to one of his employees. Yeah. Bonus or talk to you. God, you were really against this. That's going to do it for this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being here, Gene. We'll talk to you in a couple days. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.